Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Season 9 wrap-up. Uh, this is beautiful. Another season in the can. This went by really... This one seemed like it went by really fast. Maybe it's just because the episodes were just, like, kind of unmemorable, but... The, for a lot of the time, but it, it seemed like it went by really fast. The National, Lauren has a, the national Nightmare is over. <laughs> the National Nightmare that you uh, I know. were the most excited about. I know, yes. and I, I admitted several times that I was wrong in this entire victory lap is God, Lauren, was wrong, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's me, I'm Elizabeth, uh, you heard Lauren and Daniel, and we also, from the depths of family law hell, we have dragged up Mr. Jake Terrell Esquire to serve as Master of Ceremonies for the ninth semi-annual Tony Awards. What up, nerds? How you doing? I feel like it's been a million years since I've even like been on here or like any of the, the extra well, stuff. We're very proud you did that marathon to catch up to season nine as of like what two days ago, three days ago. I mean, ago? at least one of us is happy that I did that marathon to catch up. At least one I'm of us. I'm happy. Is. I'm happy. <laughs> All right. So for those who don't know, uh, for the free feed folks, you lovely people listening, uh, we're gonna go through just some general overview of the season, give offer some general thoughts on it some fun facts about it and then we will for the second half though for our patrons over at patreon.com slash podcast at the five dollar level and above we will go into the ninth annual tony awards with, uh, excuse me ninth semi-annual tony awards which usually are getting more and more just chaos ridden <laughs> because jake is just going more and more unhinged as the series goes on honestly we it's love fitting. it it's, it's like, pretty fitting it's real- it's also really, it's now that Jake doesn't fall into the content trap anymore. It's just that little bit of content chaos energy that he needs to get out once in a while. We just give him the space here to go insane. Yeah. So I would honestly pay just to hear us get roasted on the on twice a year because <laughs> so yeah, it makes my day. Even if you're with us just for those two months a year, we still greatly appreciate your contribution to our show. Uh, but with that, let's take it. Let's have Daniel take it away with some season stats. Season stats, the season that was, the season that nobody really enjoyed that much. Uh, we had, uh, for average viewers, we were still holding strong with 22.72 million viewers on average. We did have a very noticeable uh, dip this season, uh, as you might expect, you know, when you say goodbye to like two thirds of the original cast uh, over the last couple seasons. Like we're, we're, we're shedding cast members like crazy. Um, we are down about 4 million, I think, from last season to this season. Um, and uh, we had our first ever uh, week with an episode below 20 mil this season. Uh, checked in at a paltry 19 million. <laughs> Just, you know. Positively atrocious 19 Pos- million right. viewers. Those are two and a half men numbers. Uh, and so, yeah. But uh, still holding strong. Uh, just starting to see those first little cracks in the armor there. Uh, more to come. Uh, for number of twinkles, we were an atro. Speaking of atrocious, we were an atrocious 21 to 1 in favor of Bangs this season. Uh, just the one episode with twinkles. Uh, and we had even worse than that, though. We had uh, those couple of episodes like halfway through the season where they did the like twinkle head fake where they made you think they were going to go into an episode with twinkles. And then we're like, nah, bitch, fuck you. We're going in with bangs. They got us. Right. I really didn't enjoy that. That was uh, I'm going to I choose to blame that on Jack Orman, who uh, 
also didn't make it through this season. Uh, previously on ER Count, uh, we had Carter and surprisingly Susan leading the way with uh, four previously on ERs each. Uh, Romano and Pratt tied for second with three, and then a three-way tie for uh, third with uh, Corday, Abby, and Chen. And then Luca, surprisingly, out of everybody, bringing up the rear with... Uh, just one and zero for weaver which i was surprised by she was kind of all over season eight as a a previously on gal and uh not so much this year so what amazed me was the shutout this year just not even no nominations no nothing 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 like what do you think should have been nominated i think we talked about this briefly on one of the last episodes of the season was just like the stuff that was coming up that really kind of why this was shut out but i really honestly i don't know if anything should have been nominated this season (laughs) that's what i'm saying the 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 era of prestige television is is kind of upon us and so like stuff like sopranos and six feet under and like hbo is really starting to gain like a major foothold and er is you know it's not the the sexy thing on the block and hasn't been for a while. So, like, you're not getting those, like, legacy-type awards anymore, and you're not getting the, like, true prestige kind of awards mm-hmm. because there are other, frankly, better shows that are coming along and taking the those awards away. So the only thing – the only – performance this season that i think might have warranted even some consideration or i could have seen it warranting some consideration would have been don Cheadle. um but just because that one was in and of itself a little bit awards baity so like you know they love it when people play disabled people on tv Mm -hmm. like you know so like i i could have seen that one garnering some awards uh support but uh wasn't to be can I list off who we actually said goodbye to before we get yeah. into the Bob? The Bob list amazes me, so I want to let Daniel do that because holy shit. But as far mm-hmm. as characters we actually said goodbye to this season, uh, Lizzie's dad and Lizzie's mom both go into the Shadow Realm in 9-1, which, oh yeah, all of London just gets eaten and is never seen the, again. I was going to say, it's the British Shadow Realm, which yeah. is very Can different. Can I say, like, maybe like four seasons ago when y'all started to hint that there was this, like, bit in London, you made it seem like London was a, like, longer part of the show like to well be because fair, i remembered it being a okay. longer bit of the show Same. i was i was shocked to find out that it basically encompasses like half an episode yeah. yep. maybe <laughs> like, surprised me i was really expecting dumb. like oh corday is gone for like a whole season and we get this whole nope. subplot and no it wasn't no that's no. why we say she's done dirty is because it's like in our minds london was this whole thing but no it's one half of an episode and our girl's done dirty uh, but yeah, so London is swallowed into the void as of 9-1. Uh, Paul Nathan is gone as of 9-8. Leon. Uh, Leon is gone as of 9-13. Harkins Shoved in a bus as... and sent off to Baltimore to be in the wire. Yep, yep. Uh, Harkins is gone at 9-13 after some very traumatic uh, life lessons and getting the fuck out of Dodge because county's a mess. Uh, Gamma Carter, we hardly knew ye. Gone 9-19. And Doc Magoo's, we say farewell to in 921, enough of a character in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And thank God none of these were main characters. Cause... And, at least, and at least Doc Magoo's goes out in probably the most dramatic yeah. fashion out of any of those. That one yeah. broke my heart. I was sad that yeah. that left. When we started talking about all the like <laughs> stuff that happened there over the seasons, I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of sad. It is, it's but... kind of important. And, and what they replace it with is so kind of like un- underwhelming, like to say the least. It's... It's kind of 
dispensed of for <laughs> no real my, reason. But it it does lead to some really funny Neela moments, though. My yeah. my my brain just went. What they replaced it with is the season nine of prep work or of prop work. Hey. hey. Yeah, but it, just so as, as far as goodbyes go, it's a very mixed bag here. Like. And, and, like, I could have very easily put Lizzie's dad and Lizzie's mom in the bobs because, like, there isn't really, like, a storyline, like, mm. hey, gu- goodbye, wave at the camera, we're never going to see you again. It's just kind of, like, you know, we kind of – it had run its course. Like It, we, makes, it makes sense that they're gone because, yeah, ma- like, Lizzie leaves London and that's where they are. So that's – Right. And all the all the big narrative moments are already kind of done with. You know, she's we've had wedding episodes, we've had babies, we've had all the things. Like, mm-hmm. it's – there's not really much reason to trot them out anymore. Um the Paul Nathan storyline, kind of, as we discovered going through, incredibly un- uneven, let's say, c- to put it mm-hmm. kindly. Like, it's a tremendous performance, uh, one that has a lot of, like, ifs and buts about it in 2023 context, because it's like, ooh, he's an able-bodied person playing a disabled character. Like, it's kind of like, th- it has those sort of elements that you have to consider as well. And the storyline itself just isn't very good. Like, it's just kind of a shitty storyline with a highlighted elevated by a great performance and then leon which is like we spent i think the entirety of his time uh, with us which is a maybe like i'm gonna be generous and say six episodes and you spend the entirety of that six episodes going like please leave please leave why are you still here please leave like it's just please get that bus to baltimore please right please like, please ooh. and then harkins like i'm gonna say it again just kill her like, why did we bring her back? Just like, why did we bring her back just literally to wave to make it clear that she was not going to be joining us any longer when you could have easily made a moment out of her and made her somewhat memorable as a character by killing her? Because otherwise, she's just set dressing. She's just in the background. And I think it would have served Luca's kind of spiraling arc a little bit better. So maybe, I thought that was a huge missed opportunity. Maybe they felt like it would be too close to Lucy dying and kind of traumatizing Carter. If yeah, they had sure. another med student die and traumatize another lead character. Little uh, another another little white blonde uh, med student. Maybe they had like uh, already Harkins hit the quota for people that Luca has killed the previous season. Hey, uh, got, well, got yeah, you're in. right. You're right. She's got brunette in. in this show. She the actress is blonde pretty much every other time and every other thing we've seen her in. In Iron Man, uh, Gamma Carter, uh, <laughs> fucking dead, uh, <laughs> dead in a ditch. <laughs> Gamma Carter found dead in a ditch with uh, Abby's brother, who's still in the grave. Dropping uh, the people's elbow on Gamma. Um, I don't know. I don't know what more I can say about that one. That one was actually kind of oddly satisfying. Like it was, you know, of all the of all the goodbyes, this, and I don't mean that in a derisive way. I mean that in of like narratively, it was the most, I guess, satisfying departure of the season. Like that yeah. actually had a a storyline behind it. I, you know, um. I'm actually now that we're done with Gamma, I can honestly say that like she's she's insignificant more often than she's significant. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like I, it, she's another one of those characters that in my head is is her status and her like c- contributions to just kind of the show at large mm-hmm. are are inflated in my mind. Like yeah. because like having now that having gone through the whole arc with her and and now we can put it to bed. Um, there was a lot of times where I found myself just being like, that's it. Like that's, that's it with gamma. Like I really thought there was more to it than that. 
Yeah, uh, I remember. A lot of, not to say that there aren't amazing moments with her, because there are, but there's also a lot of stuff where I'm just like, that's a strange, like having her kill a dog for no reason and and run over the Pink Ranger. Like, it's just, meh. Yeah, I remember her having way more impact than that. But you're right. Watching back, we're like, the fuck? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a lot of stuff that I just found myself kind of puzzled by with Gamma that I, I really thought there would be more more meat on the bone there. I mean, she was just our ba- general background of like, hey, oh yeah, Carter is rich. Yeah. I, yeah. This I, is the lifestyle he leads to because it was mostly like led by Gamma in that regard. I could have sworn that she had way more of an impact when he was like staying with her during his recovery. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, I thought they had way more, even not necessarily full heart to hearts, but I thought they had way more dialogue than they did when he was living with her. Yeah. There's still plenty. There's still a couple of I, very sweet moments there between are, them. But I thought there was more. Right. Gotcha. And now that we're done with kind of, I would say the the vast majority of Carter's family. Like we're done with Gamma. We're done with Mom. Mom really it surprised me with how insignificant she is. Like Mom shows up, is a hot mess for five seconds, and then is like out the door, gone, never to be seen again. And, and we're not quite done with dad yet. There's still a couple more little things to, to clean up with, with dad. But um, dad, I'm surprised at, I, in the opposite direction, I'm surprised at how much better I like dad this go around and how much more insightful of a character and how much more, like, he's not just as useless as I remembered him being previously. Like, he's he's got a little bit more to him than, than what I remember. So he especially um, impressed me in uh, the funeral episode. Uh, towards the end there when he when he has that little heart to heart with Carter after the funeral and Carter's acted like such a little weenus like he's <laughs> he, he gives him gives him some actual wisdom there and is like no man like it was never like this stuff is is never perfect it's always messy like nobody's at fault like it's just there was a lot to that that I really latched on to so I just uh, feel like he deserves some props but we're not quite done with dad yet we will Did, see uh, uh, Papa Carter will return did anybody else feel like they missed an episode or two, like, with Gamma, like, before, like, the death? Because that seemed so sudden. I felt like I missed I, something. It does no, feel I like they It does feel like they hit the fast-forward button. I don't, I don't necessarily think so, because, like, Carter sounded just as surprised as we were. Because he was like, no, I just talked to her the other night. Like, we had plans. We were gonna, I yeah. was going to go to this yeah. gala. Like, I guess. She, I, the, sounded, the way he, the show presents it, I think, is a little bit sudden. For is It was just like, it's your grandmother is she dead? Mm. Like I could have done like the episode before, yeah. like watching her like stumble down some stairs or something. Not that I'm like, mm. I want like injury porn or anything, but like, it no, just no. was like a it felt, well, it didn't feel as natural of a progression, I guess, at least that, that I, the audience was aware of. I can't remember if it was early in the, in this season or if it was mid to late last season when they do remember, they do kind of like a thing where she ends up in the, in the ER with him. Yeah. She kills that they, dog they, and I didn't forgive her. Yeah. <laughs> They go through tests and they determine that she has some sort of illness mm, that I can't right. remember the name of. And it's just going to like it's it, it, it. I think it is progressive and it is going to like be with her forever. And like, you know, there. but it does. Feel, you're right, though. It does feel like they hit the fast forward button at some point and they were like, all right, let's just kill her. Yeah. Like, I think, let's, I think let's big stop picture it makes sense. Like if you're watching like one through nine all the way through, like I, you could you could connect those dots. But me, I'm just like. I binge the season and then move on. I've kind of <laughs> right. forgotten what happened in season. But yeah, that, that makes sense. I, um, my only like additional thing I wanted with Gamma Carter is like, because they hinted at a lot of the disdain as far as Abby goes, 
I would have liked Carter to have some like self introspection, which I know is a big ask of him. Um, as far as like his own recovery and getting his life on track and, and having periods where he wasn't perfect. And so where she's like, Oh, Abby doesn't know what a canapé is. And then he's just like, well, I was popping pills and doing some crazy shit like three years ago. So, you know, we're all working through it. Apologies for my dogs losing their goddamn minds. But yeah, I just wish there was some more introspection as far as like not justifying Abby, but like making Abby not feel so alone in that other world. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I would have also liked to have seen some sort of absolution between Gamma and Abby. Like, I would have liked to have seen something where Abby kind of earns Gamma's respect, even though she didn't need to. Like, she didn't. It was never, like, Abby's job to make Gamma like her. But I would have liked to have seen some sort of, like, self-awareness on Gamma's part where she just realizes that she's been wrong about this girl. And I could have seen that because, like, look at how much Gamma liked Carol when she funded the non-existent clinic now. is It's like, right. she's cl- she clearly knows how to talk to the poors. Like, it's not like she immediately <laughs> hates all of them. I just right. think it was presented in such an Abby gets the short end of the stick way that, you know, we never actually got that. Because, no, Gamma's feisty. She, like, she adored Carol with that proposal and was, like, all for it once you know, they got into it. So again, where's the clinic? But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, like, like it's gone. Okay. Um, but there's yeah, the so new I merch. Think, where's where's the, clinic? the clinic stickers? Uh, yeah. Instead of whose lines are there, or not whose lines, who, whose films are those? Just where's the clinic? Where's the, the clinic? same, same sticker. I, just, I, this, just, this only makes sense to, to Jake and I, because Lauren insists on not watching it, but I want it in the, I want it in the girl. style of D'Angelo going, where's, where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Where's, where's the <laughs> clinic? <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was going to be a new girl reference or the wire. And either way, I was not upset. Oh, there's the crossover we need. New girl and the wire. Give me Two that show. very Two, different shows. New- <laughs> New Wire. There you go. There's your show. I digress. Uh, so yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 now, I, now looking back on it though, what I think, what I think drove that decision to just finally rip the rip the bandaid off and say, all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna dump Gamma and and move on, is that I think from like the the halfway point, maybe a little after of the season, the mission becomes get Carter to Africa narratively like and so they have to like ruin his life basically like they have to like strip everything away that is making him even slightly happy so that he can just say fuck it and head off to africa so like i feel like a reason to get away from abby yeah so i feel like that's ultimately what drives that whole thing and and it comes unfortunately at the expense of a character who probably deserved a little better just in terms of got fridged i love that (laughs) by love that i mean hate that gamma got fridged we're just pumping out the stickers on this. <laughs> no, the, the, Guys, the I, for the for have... the audience, fridging is a uh, comic book trope of the death of female characters that motivate the male protagonists. It's shitty and it happens everywhere. But Gamma, she got bopped just to motivate Carter. So, Daniel, should I just send Angela a per diem right now and tell her listen to the season nine I'm, wrap up and I'm, just yeah, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> we don't. I'm surprised we don't have her on retainer yet. Uh... uh but I mean, this applies uh, with, to anyone listening to this. You should be sending this wrap up to your family and friends and loved ones. <laughs> hold your and hold, getting them to support us at patreon.com slash hold your hold your pitches, please. Hold your pitches. Because we still have to talk about the Bobs. We have to talk about the people who left us with z- very little to no explanation. Uh starting first and foremost, uh in season nine, episode five, with the uh 
the disappearance of the Nega Carter, uh, Dr. Dale Edson. Yay, uh, he's gone. Dark Side Carter. The evil is defeated. Right, and no one was sad. Not a single person. What a what a hot start to such a right? fucking such a fucking like wet fart of a character. Holy there, shit! There had been so much potential there to just make <clears throat> him. He could have been the Romano. Yeah, well, that, I think that's kind of what it is. I think Romano comes in in season four and just kind of, <laughs> kind Remember of those like really upsetting thirty seconds in a few seasons ago when he and. Uh, Lucy and Lucy were like there was a little flirting going on that was unnatural unholy what a bad union yeah so Dale Edson we hardly knew ye Uh, the very next episode the hits keep on coming and season 9 episode 6 when we lose Mary the nursing director the uh, the imminently memorable memorable character why can't I say that word I'm I'm really struggling with that word this rememberable rememberable there we go um yeah so i just thought that one was funny because it's she's definitely uh from the why did they bother department that she was a character that they would bring back uh years later like they uh the last time we had seen her before the episode where she disappears the last time we had seen her was season uh three i believe when uh or it might even been season two because it was during the whole uh no yeah, it was three it was during the whole nurses strike thing mm-hmm. with carol and that was the last time we had seen her, and they they saw fit to bring her back all the way uh, all the way back from the shadow realm. Uh, but uh, the real the real tragedy here, the one that Lauren is still kind of in mourning about, uh, season nine, episode ten, X Ray Steve. Excuse you. Put his Christian name. It's radiologist Steve. You are the only one who calls him that. I, I know. Have, I have I been know. calling him X Ray Steve since the beginning. I know, but I'm still sad. I'm still very Damn. upset. Let Lauren have no. her thing for people, nerdy people in glasses. Okay. Oh no, 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 no! It's not that. Don't even I know. put that I'm on just, me. No. I'm joking. I'm he joking. is. He is in the same sort of phylum as fucking what's his name from House. Like he is in that same Wilson little box. Yeah, like not nerdy, nerdy dude, like in a medical not setting. At all. Okay, I just, no. you know, mm-hmm. we're hitting a little too close to home. She doesn't no, like it. No, no, like... Wilson, Wilson is big golden retriever energy. If anything, Wilson's closer to Tabanko, who I also love. But let's have that be another we'll, bonus We'll episode. get to that one. Trust oh, me. we sure will. That's a whole other conversation two seasons from now. I was going to say, I can't wait for Jake to get to Dr. Hare. Mm-hmm. He's going to hate him. <laughs> Much like everything else after season eight, he's going to hate him. So far, the, uh, I will say the one thing that y'all called that I would hate, that I did not hate, was Chuck. Did not mind Chuck. I like Chuck. Okay. But I also so just have like a very big love for Donald Logue. That He is the who man. Doesn't? He is never who does? not the I don't, man. I don't trust anyone who doesn't <laughs> like Donald Logue and things. Instant like, red flag. Right. That's a That's a red flag. Uh, yeah, but uh, n- fear not, people, because X-Ray Steve lives on at least for a few more seasons until they do axe the theme. Uh, he lives on in the uh, intro sequence uh, every episode, and I'll I still it. I still want to know if uh, Scott Jasek, the uh, actor who plays X-Ray Steve, I still want to know if he gets residuals for that, for his <laughs> face appearing in the intro for half a second. Uh, but, uh, speaking of the wire, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the wire, uh, <laughs> very next episode, uh, we lose Dr. Durad, uh, the head of the, uh, psychology department or psych, psych, psychi- psychiatry. They just yeah. called psych. Psychiatry. Right? Yeah, psych. yeah. The head of the, the psych department, uh, who leaves us in season nine, episode 11, unceremoniously off to be a, uh, ineffectual middle manager in the Baltimore police department. Absolute twat. 
I've seen him enough in The Wire to know that. When she says enough, it's three episodes. Excuse you, I finished season one. Shut your mouth. Shit. Uh, but but in the God wire, damn. in the wire, he does have one of my favorite little uh, Easter egg character moments. Uh, that like, it's one of the things the wire does the best, where they would lay these little like breadcrumb things about characters mm-hmm. and never address them ever again, and just treat <laughs> them as canon. And he has probably the best one in the entire show. Um, it's one of my favorites. But yeah. We hardly knew ye, Dr. Durat. Another one who has been with us since the Lucy days. Like, yep. he, he started popping up uh, when Lucy did her uh, psych rotation back in season five. In the, so like, shout out to him. like the, the, the shifting doors or whatever that, that thing is of, like, the alternate timeline Sliding where Lucy doors. lived and became, like, had the storyline of going through, like, the psych department and everything, we would have gotten more of him. That would have been cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or maybe Lucy would have ended up in the wire. Uh, maybe, we, maybe it would have gone that way, you know. Who's to say what the multiverse would bring us? Uh, in uh, season nine, episode twelve, very next episode, we, we were on a three-episode hot streak of Bob's here. Season nine, episode twelve, we lose longtime social worker Adele Newman, who uh, <laughs> kind of narratively shittily uh, loses the ability to walk in the season seven finale, right. uh, and then they do precisely dick all with that uh, and just have her show up in a wheelchair a couple of times just to remind you that she was collateral damage in that whole thing. But never actually, like, give her anything to do or maybe, like, have an arc about that. No, no. We're just going to, like, trot her out as, like, hey, wasn't that sad? Uh, gone too soon. Although I think uh, we do get a mention of – I think I I think I think clocked a mention of Adele uh, later after she mm-hmm. stops physically appearing. I think Weaver says something about her at one point uh, late in Season 9. Uh, but she won't be appearing anymore. Uh, we take a, a couple of episode uh, break from the Bobs, uh, but they come roaring back in season nine, episode fifteen, when we lose one of the best, coolest, most interesting. Give me more of her side characters in the entire fucking show, uh, Doctor Upton, uh, the pathologist down in the morgue with the cool voice, uh, who I just I just want to hear her talk to me. Like, what a I good just... way to go out, though. Like, it's a really memorable scene. Yeah, it is actually. Uh, Elizabeth, I just realized something. Becca reminds me of Dr. Upton. That's why you like her so yes, much. Yes, that is. Sorry, our one of our friends who is a patron of this, so that's going to be extra fucking creepy if she actually <laughs> listens. I don't uh, think she actually listens. I don't, she doesn't, I don't think she cares about ER. She joined our Patreon just so she could actually remember to get our numbers for climbing, and I love it. But yeah, no, we have a friend who very much reminds me of Dr. Upton. That's what it was. There you go. Uh, but yeah, just one of the coolest side characters in the entire show. We see her maybe, I think, six or seven times over the nine seasons she's on the show. Like, it's it's once a season or less. Um, but still a character who, like, I want to know more. And I feel like, I always say this, like, if they were ever going to do an ER spinoff, she would have been my pick for, like, an interesting person to follow yes. up on and figure out. And had one of my all-time favorite rejections for an interview when I when I, <laughs> when I finally when I finally found her on the internet because she wasn't particularly easy to find and when I did find her I was like dude you are so cool like you did like such a great job on that show they gave you shit all to do but like every time they gave you something to do you fucking killed it I was like I was like if you want to do an interview that would be really cool I know you there wasn't that much on the show for you to really like talk about I was like but honestly we just want to talk to you and she was like that's cool no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, thanks, but no. Yeah, it was the most, like, that's really cool. I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely no. not. Not a chance in hell. 
but it was just so like <laughs> it was such a like exceptional energy i really really enjoyed it love it uh so very next episode season nine episode 16 we lose a paramedic paramedic lumley uh who is best known for being the one that uh malucci hooked up with in the ambulance just before he got shit canned uh played by the actress who uh, would go on to have a memorable role early on in better call saul uh as the the wife of like a yep. city commissioner or something who's yep. embezzling funds and is kind of yep, crazy yep. yeah so uh, and then season nine, episode seventeen, we lose Pablo. Uh, Jesus, in the no, most, no bueno. The most unceremonious. I'm honestly, I thought the way he was gonna get bobbed was him getting deported, like the the deport the the deportation storyline, that that little mention thing where that he accidentally gets deported. That would have actually been an all time great bob. Uh, but no, sadly he uh gets bobbed by uh telling Abby that uh he has urinated on himself in the hallway. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I'll get to you in a minute, Pablo. She never par- again. She never got to him. He's still, Into the shower he's still sitting in that hallway covered in he piss. Is, he is haunting the ER just with the waft of pee smell. He's still on that stage in, in California on the Warner Brothers lot, oh. right? Still, <laughs> the lights are off. He's like uh, fucking, what's his name in uh, in office space down in the basement? Like, uh, me. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, it's going to drive me Milton. nuts. Milton, yes. But we saved the absolute best for last. Uh, quite possibly the greatest Bob in the history of the show uh, because it's, it's f- <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, Eric Wazinski, who, for all we know, is still sitting in in uh, at the bottom of Gamma's grave. <laughs> like he does a fucking full gainer into a grave, uh, and is never seen again. <laughs> like. They mention him. They do mention him in the very next scene. Abby says that she uh, gave him a shit bun- shitload of Depakote. She does not mention getting him out of the grave, though. <laughs> so for all we know, she just threw the pills down into the grave with him. And that's where he stays to this day. Uh, what an unceremonious way to dump a character who was a big part of this season. Like, really kind of dominated this season for a stretch. And they literally threw him into a grave. And we're like, we're done with that. So... It's, it'll be that's gonna be a tough tough bob to top mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know if we're gonna get a better bob i mean aside from the original the og bob who just gets it for the honorable mention but yeah yeah everybody else it's, it's gonna be a tough one to top uh for shitty kids list i'm gonna go ahead and nominate this whole fucking season was my problem child of a shitty kid i did not actually have anybody get on the shitty kids list this no season. you had two people oh it's not on my i don't have a sticky note here so who did i have oh. Uh, you had from episode thirteen, uh, Monkey Boy, the kid who flung a shit at uh, at Susan. Yep, you're right. Okay, shithead feces kid, got it. Yes, literal shithead feces. Hey, 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 hey. His name is R. Scott Gimmel. Okay. Yeah. Shithead (laughs) shithead feces kid. That's okay. So, yep, you're right. Thank you, Lizzie. Because all right, and then in episode fourteen, a character named Helen who was a car driver. Oh yeah, the one who ran into the kids like and was yes. faking oh, having a yeah. thing, but she did it intentionally. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You're right. She did a vehicular manslaughter. You're right. Just, I did uh, have shitty kids. Thank you. Um, this is why I need to start keeping the sticky note with me when I take the notes on this computer. I will get you a sticky note after. I have plenty in here. here. I just need to move them. So yes, uh, shitty kids only two. 
there was one or two where people were really concerned they were going to make my list. And I'm a little, you know, I'm a little honored and offended that y'all think I'm that soulless for some of the ones you were worried about. Because weren't they like really sick kids Yeah, no, or it something? was the girl who got paralyzed in the shooting. People were like, oh, Lauren, she's really sweet. She Don't shouldn't make the list. They're like tearful little old ladies coming. Please save this child. Don't, don't, yeah. don't Lauren sacrifice Lauren only likes people with four functional limbs. I'm sorry, every other Jesus. kid is. Every other kid that doesn't have four functional limbs. Fuck them makes, kids. Makes the it is true though. Like, Fuck them kids. It, it is true though that like every time there is a child on the show, full stop. Does not matter if the child is annoying to me personally or not. I do have a moment where I go like, Lauren, Lauren's gonna fucking savage this kid. Like she's just gonna wreck him. <laughs> like, oh. and and I will say to her credit, like 75, 80% of the time, she's usually like, no, he wasn't that bad. It was okay. But mo- but just, there is still that twinge of doubt where I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to I'm gonna have love, to watch the murder of a child this week. I love that our listenership is concerned enough about it that they go, you know, I don't want to ruin Lauren's like impact of the show, but God, please don't put this on the shitty kids. <laughs> uh, oh, I am, well, I, am, you know. I am the most wholesome bitch ever. I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Lizzie, or, you know, by extension, the listeners, uh, I think we will get probably the patron saint of shitty kids starting next season. Yes. Like, we will get the shittiest yes. of shitty kids starting next season. So, like. The true inspiration for the shitty kids. Right. King shit. King shit. King, King shit of, King shit of fuck fuck Mountain. <laughs> I couldn't get it out fast enough. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, Jake's got, that's going to be what makes Jake stop watching ER, is that. He's He is coming. Like, it's. This is like when they teased fucking what's his name purple shit fuck from uh, Marvel. Thanos. Yeah, this is when they like teased Thanos at the end, and he's like really <laughs> shitty CGI. Like, yeah, purple <laughs> shit fuck Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, it's gonna be so bad. Oh, uh, he's gonna hate him so much. Uh, I'm, I mean, and I'm he kind of I, he kind of has a he kind of has a reason to like he's truly terrible, but uh. but that's for next season, season nine. Uh, let's. Let's discuss the season that was. Uh, <laughs> do we have to though? Yeah, do we? I'm, I'm really, I'm disappointed. I was gonna say, I, if anybody should be talking now, it should be Lauren because I Lauren was because the flavor flave to this fucking uh, reality show shitbox of a season. I definitely think a lot of the, not necessarily characters, but a lot of the beats that I was thinking of for it were more in season ten. And, like, mm. I think I just got the energy between those two mixed up. And I thought maybe A or season nine was just so unrememberable that I. Too mobaba? Too mobaba? Oh, bubba. Unremarkable that I just, like, maybe glossed over it and filled it in with some other episodes in my brain. What? Lauren doesn't remember ER accurately? Go figure. But, um, yeah. So I, like, I like Don Cheadle. I like the Paul Nathan storyline. Uh, we'll get into the season premiere and everything. Like, it starts off pretty okay and then goes downhill from there. And I'm just. It had so much more potential, and I just feel like it got off the wrong foot once Mark's gone. They just never quite find their footing this season. It felt like they were treading water all se- mm-hmm. most of the season. Yeah. Like, they were just, like, putting shows out. They were putting episodes out just because they had to put episodes out. They're contractually obligated. To have 22 episodes in a season 
So it's like, here, we'll just throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. None of it. And there is some good stuff that sticks. And there was some very good storylines mixed, uh, mixed in with all the mediocre to outright bad ones. Um, like, I have a, multiple comfort episodes come from this season. First Snowfall and then Chaos Theory, because I usually watch uh, Lockdown, uh, Lockdown and Chaos Theory as one. And so there are, there are highlights, but treading water Mm -hmm. that's that's gonna be my summation yeah it felt to me like um kind of a the the whole middle stretch because it was unquestionably well really both like it's it's unquestionably i think the weakest season we've had to date like Mm -hmm. unquestionably it's it's the weakest season by far um it's also to me i think I think the early thesis or the early idea of the season was they were they were pivoting towards making the show more Carter focused. Like Carter was it was going to shift from being a uh, kind of a, a a solely ensemble type show that it had been to being more Carter is the main character at least in the first third, let's say, of season 9. And I think the fact that that first third of season 9 doesn't really as hard i think they kind of pivot slightly and they they start to minimize carter in the middle stretch and they try to at least explore doing more stuff with pratt doing more stuff with susan like they they're clearly like they're clearly trying some things in the middle there and then because they sort of set up the central focus of the season around carter and abby they kind of have to land that plane as we head down the the home stretch of the season and I feel like if they had gone in with full confidence in the ensemble, I feel like there's a much stronger season buried inside here somewhere. Like, I think they got scared by how rough, you know, Malucci's tenure was and Cleo and like the, the a lot of the, the ensemble driven decisions they'd made in the last few seasons didn't pay off as well as they would have liked. And so I think they kind of were hesitant to really go all in on the ensemble this season. And it, it suffers for it because there was really strong stuff uh, to be had from Pratt there was some really really strong stuff to be had between Romano and Lizzie that just completely gets overshadowed Gallant gets forgotten about Carrie Carrie what the fuck is Chen doing this season like name me a member besides being horny name me a memorable yeah, she's just horny all season right she's getting fucking Monica Lewinsky this season like there is nothing which, nothing that memorable why can't I say I, that word I'm just fucking with you on it now which again Chen totally great you do your thing girl but like they could have done more with her too like have her be horny but also have some other stuff going on yeah so like there's just that it, it's a season that I think I find particularly frustrating because there is a much better season buried deep inside of it if they'd have just picked the right things to focus on they could have had a very strong follow-up to season eight. You know, I'm not going to say that it's going to be like an all-time great season or anything, but I, f- I don't feel like the drop-off would be as steep if they'd have just trusted the players that they had on the field and just went with, let's go all in on this Romano thing. Let's, let's go, let's explore Lizzie's grief journey. Let's, you know, let's do all these, these things. Let's really build Pratt up, which they still kind of accomplished yeah. that. And like, what about, how are Carrie and uh, Sandy doing after the miscarriage? That happens, and then we just right. don't fucking hear anything. That gets glossed over almost completely. Like, I forgot about it until I was reading the listener comments right now, and just, like, it's just fucking gone. Yeah. Again, it was a good moment, but... But where'd it go? What? Yeah. Ul- what ultimately else? wasted. But, uh, but Jake, you really hated this. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not... I'm going to take my headphones off, because I'm. he's probably going to ruin the show for me. <laughs> 
I mean, Lizzie and I disagree about like nearly everything, so this would not be the the start of that. But yeah, I I I hated this season. Like it was bad. It was very bad. I I don't know, man. Like I came into it, y'all. I hiked up chaos theory, and I I I can see like why Lizzie would like it because it's like mass casualty, a lot of everything going on. I, to me, it just is like wackety schmackety and like. Romano's arm, that's so fucking stupid. Like, just no one is that dumb. They're just, he's so dumb. For Like, I don't, I didn't believe it. It required a suspension of disbelief that I no longer had. And, like, I, I kind of got through the beginning few episodes, sure, whatever. And then that middle lull, like, just destroyed me. Like, even after we recorded season eight, I, I stopped at, like, episode eight or nine. And then I hadn't that's watched it until, it like, starts. a week ago. And then I, like... Had to prep for this, so I watched it all, and, like, it's just so bad. Like, I would I mean, describe realist- this season as, as like, one that was done by Disney. Like, how they make content now. Like, how it is, um, you know, they have to fill in all of the, those episodes. And, like, this, this season should have probably been, like, a tight ten episodes. And maybe it would have been mm. good. But so much gets lost in all these storylines, and you all have, like gone in, in in that but like to me what it it reminds me of is like if you ever watched a lot of the like the mcu shows like falcon and winter soldier is like this show comes so close to a good fucking idea and conversation and then drops it and then moves on or does something incredibly dumb with the storyline and it's just like well, what was the fucking point like you had such a good idea of a kernel thing with uh corday and and um and Romano, and nothing happens. Carrie stuff, nothing really happens. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like, so much of this is like, you get to the kernel of a good a good storyline and good idea, and then they just do fuck all with it, and then waste so much time with, like, Carter being insufferable and, and um, Luca being insufferable. I'm just like, I was over it. Like, I... Lauren said, like, we're going to get to season 10, the thing that makes me watch the show. But, like, if I'm being truth, truthful with you guys, like, I would probably have stopped watching by, like, end of the season premiere. And that, and that is – that sucks. And I know I've got more. And, like, there are things I enjoy about the show. I really enjoyed Pratt. I love Pratt. He's such a good character. Again, sucks that we had to deal with G and, and Leon the whole time. But, like, I really enjoy Pratt. And, like, I've seen – uh, like a few episodes here and there where uh, from like the, the future that we've watched that I know he's got some good stuff with a spiky haired dickwad guy. Like I, I know we've got good things to come, but I just like this season's a fucking bummer. And, and like, I, I know you're all like, it picks up at the end. I didn't even like the last few episodes, to be honest with you. Like I, and I know I'm in the minority and I watched that with like a, a migraine. It was, maybe I'll go back and rewatch it and it'll be fine. But like, I didn't want to watch like Lizzie, like remember when we played it takes two and it like divides up the game and, and you got both of like the, the split yeah. screens is like that as an episode. Sure. Cool. As a concept to me, I just, it's too much. It was too much for my brain. It's like when I'm playing like complicated games, like Sekiro shadows Die twice. It's like, my brain doesn't work this fast and it did not work for that episode. And so like, I know y'all's thesis was like starts good ends pretty good and then that mill like drags down to me and again this is just my shitty opinion you can disagree with it you know all all the time i actively encourage it but like i really did not enjoy like all of this season 
it was it was not good. I am I am ready to move on from this season. But no, that's that's completely fair. Uh, you know, it's I always knew that like once we got to this part in the show, like it was going to become more of a struggle because because at the end of the day, and this is why we don't make a because you know you have a big boy job and you have big boy responsibilities and like you're very busy and so like I can't you you physically can't commit the time to like sitting here and watching these week to week. But even just doing this, like this isn't your show. Like this is you you've every ounce of this show that you've absorbed has been because of some combination of the three of us like hyping it to you in in various ways and in different times so like you're going into it with a completely objective point of view where you're like okay like i don't i don't have any nostalgia for this show i never watched it as a kid i didn't i I don't i don't care about it you know the way that you care about it which is fine and so like i think that a lot of our ability to parse some of the weaker stuff is because it's driven by nostalgia and because it's driven we know that there is you know stuff coming through the other side of it so if you're watching it fresh for the first time like there could there definitely could be those moments that will test your ability to keep going with it where it's like look is this ever gonna fucking am i gonna waste my time watching and i I would truly say that like the only time where i would say that you might get there truly would be like season second half of season 13 into 14 like that's where it really starts is that the to drag or the super soldiers <laughs> there's no super soldiers in this show surprisingly but if there were a se- season 16 give them give them time um <laughs> carrie weaver t1000 <laughs> um yeah no i mean like there, there will come a point in those and because i remember when i was watching the show for the first time there was that point for me where i was like holy shit like i don't know if i'm like i don't know if i want to like keep going with this and then the, the nice thing about that is that season 15 is this really nice breath of fresh air. It's shorter, you know, it's, uh, everything about it is just like nice. Like, because I think they, they wanted to end the show on a, on a high note. Um, so, you know, this is just the beginning of, of, of those, you know, kind of touch and go seasons. Like there, there's unquestionably, I think still some major, major highlights to come stuff that I'm really excited for you to get to see for the first time as a viewer. Um, to see how it hits you uh but it we are truly i think we can all agree that we are past kind of the halcyon days of the show like we are past the like every single week is a banger those those days are gone and they're not coming back like we we will still have a handful of really truly great episodes every season but then there will also be a handful of dogs every season that are mm-hmm. just kind of like well oh, all right well that was that was a thing you know and as a modern viewer who's who's tuned to like that 13 episode kind of range that's going to feel like even more of a slog than it would have you know 20 years ago when the show was was airing you know so it it, i i think for us you know we're learning in real time that we're going to have to like recalibrate the way that we approach things and the way that we like think about things but for you is like kind of our like tag along you're going to have to recalibrate the way like you do it of like maybe piecing out your binge over the course of the full season or, or, you know, what, cause doing it as a full binge, like there, there will, Ugh. you will hit those stretches, like the middle part of this season where you just go like, Holy shit, six, five, six, seven episodes in a row that I am wholly uninterested in. Yeah. I think I just got to like not force it. I'm trying to do that more with media, like watching a show and I'm like, obviously not into it. I'm just going to like not force myself to get through it. I'm just going to either stop watching it entirely or move on. 
Um, yeah. I may just break it up into chunks. There's just too much stuff in the world. Right. Yeah. There's there's too much there's too much content out there to to waste your time with stuff that you don't enjoy. Um, the one thing, the one positive I can say, and this is getting into like what we're excited about for next season. This season is relatively like uninteresting from a cast makeup standpoint. Like they they get rid of that they, they let go of a lot of old faces at the end of season eight and they f- sort of like lightly phased in the new faces over the latter half of season eight. And so as a result, you're already familiar with those people the, there's no shiny new toy thing to have with season eight. You already know all these faces. You you've at least you, you at least know who Pratt is coming into season eight. There's no like, Oh, this is cool. I want to like explore this um, season 10 does have that because season 10 is very this is i kind of equate um season nine to season four in a way mm-hmm. like season four was that weird transitional season between the uh between kind of the the really really early days of the show but we're not quite to the peak yet and it was kind of awkward and kind of up and down um season nine is kind of that as we transition into er 3.0 which is what we're going to start getting in season 10 with linda cardellini and scott grimes and like linda cardellini that's how they pull me back in he's back in that's <laughs> just how they when you me. thought he was out they pull him back in. we'll see we'll see he he's not gonna care about a single know, word she know, says I it's know. not about the words coming out of her mouth let's be honest he might care about John Stamos in seasons like 12 and 13. It's in John the Stamos song. can get it too. It's in the theme song, Lizzie, season 13. Stamos comes later, season 13. It's in the theme song. Oh yeah, it is. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like what theme song are you talking about? Ours. You're talking about ours. ours. Ta- I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Shout out. Yor, yor. I need to listen and, to that. Again. And he's I much better. He's much better than he has any business being in this show, by the way. A lot of people uh, disagree with you. I am not one of them, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. I'm not one of them either. I love I love his run on the show. Anyway, that's we can save that for the season twelve wrap up <laughs> as we get more into his character. <laughs> Stay tuned to a year from now. Yeah. Season The show Yeah, just about I think that's 12? just about right. Yeah. We there's no okay. I'm gonna have a stroke here in a minute. We'll save that. He's a recurring. I think he's like a recurring character in season twelve, and then becomes like main cast in thirteen once you're, he like becomes an. Intern. You're breaking me either way. We need to stop <laughs> thinking that far ahead right now. What did the listeners have to say about it, Lauren? All right, I'm gonna do my best to get through all these, but if I need to tap in, be ready. Uh, at Haley Lou Who says. To me, season nine is like the fever dream season of ER. There's stuff that happens, but a lot of it I don't remember. Stuff like Halloween and meeting Eric and Susan and Chuck always stand out in my mind. The Carby of it all is weird because I really don't like them together romantically. I just don't see it. As friends, sure, it's there, but not romantic. The last few episodes are really good and show how good this show can be when they remember. I'm very excited to get to season 10 and start the next era of the show. At username 11 says, I think season nine can best be summed up as the season of missed opportunities. On an episode by episode basis, there is enough there that I'm still entertained. But when you look back, they should have done more with Lizzie and her grief, more with Romano and his grief, more with Gallant period, and more with the Susan Chen Abbey friendship. I don't have the visceral reaction to Carby that some do, but it did take up oxygen from those other potentially better stories. That said, just when you think ER has lost its mojo, it hits you with an all-timer in When Night Meets Day and top five-ish finale in Kissingani. I actually really like the first quarter or so of the season. Is everything about it a winner? No. 
Do I find those episodes rewatchable? Yes. Other good moments are the coming of age of Greg Pratt, the Susan and Chuck romance, Chaos Theory, and Abby and Weaver together during her miscarriage. There is still some really good stuff scattered throughout, but you have to wade through some ho-hum to get there. And speaking of missed opportunities, in Dead Again, when Kaysen comes down and rips into Pratt and Gallant for reviving the dead guy, why was it Carter dealing with Kaysen and not Susan? That callback was right there on a platter. I don't, I'm, I don't mind that it was Carter instead of Susan, but I would have liked was when he turns around and leaves the room in a huff, I would have liked for Susan to be coming through the door and they have an awkward exchange, like just an awkward, like, oh, excuse me. Like, just real quick. That's all I want. Just a real quick little, like, oh, that's awkward. All right. Let me check that this is last, but certainly not least before I say the magic words. And last, but certainly not least, we have at the full-time dad says, season nine, worst season of the series to date? Easily. Is it all Carby? Hardly. To be honest, almost nothing works here. But let me first list the things I did think worked. The premiere. It's excellent. The final two episodes. They're excellent. First snowfall. It's incredible. Susan's budding romance with Chuck. It works. Her arc with Patrick Fulgett does too. Uh, Hermano's injury and demise. Yeah, it loses steam in the mid-season, as does just about everything. But the beginning of the season and end are all extremely well done by Paul McCrane and Alex Kingston. Paul Nathan's arc. Uneven, but ultimately Don Cheadle makes it work. And now the things that went wrong. Carby. The pairing felt... You guys just uh, you guys just love making me say it. Ugh. The pairing felt doomed from the start. And while there might have been some moments here and there, for the most part they were like oil and water on screen. The disappearance of Elizabeth and Gallant. After promising starts to the season for both, the writers virtually abandoned them after setting them up to be huge players in the post-Mark dynamic, especially Gallant. He went from Carter's heir apparent to the other black dude in a wink of Mackay. See what I did there? (laughs) Thank you. Luca's depression arc. It lasted way too long, and we had to wait ages for the best part of it, uh, him trying to save the Croatian boy. Eric... I might be in the minority, but as much as I love me some Tom Everett Scott, and as well as I think he acted Eric, it just felt like too much of a retread of Maggie's storyline. Again, the best thing about it was seeing our good friend Sally Field again. Hindsight, spare me the poor man's memento, a.k.a. Pimento. (laughs) The aborted gal pal of trio of Chen, Susan, and Abby, it had such potential and went nowhere. The Alderman arc, I had to take a bath after that, ugh. Just yuck. Uh, Harkins, I'm not a Leslie Bibb fan, and this character sucked donkey testicles from Jump Street. Leon, enough said. To put it nicely, ER lost its way when Halle lost the weight. Psych, but seriously, let's get to season 10 fast. Damn, Aaron, those were some zingers. Buck. Bonus points for getting Lauren to say donkey testicles on Mike. Donkey <laughs> testicles. All right, let's go. There's your singer for every episode from yep. now on, Daniel. That's, that just it just fits right. It's going to be the X-Ray Steve of the outro. Like It's just going to be there in the background. Different tones, different uh, volumes. I'll just sprinkle it in there. Donkey testicles. Oh, I can do an ASMR read of it if you want me to. Just on the soundboard. <laughs> Donkey testicles. Uh, we're not behind the wall yet, Lizzie. <laughs> they can have that one for God, me. God, stop. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. 
<laughs> if you for if more, you for more than have to subscribe at patreon.com slash saying the tone podcast at the five dollar level if you above. would like to make make it clear to lizzie that you want her to never say the words donkey <laughs> testicles ever again at Vote any with volume, your dollars <laughs> send us five dollars a month <laughs> uh. <sighs> i think this is i think this is where jake is supposed to uh come in and uh and roast us here Look at, uh, well he's getting not ready yet. to do the patreon this pitch. is where he's... lizzie was going to be like well this is where we leave you free fee people but i'm gonna do it this okay. time this oh, one oh he's gonna goes out hey to the three of you <laughs> my favorite <laughs> wrestling fan <laughs> we got props <laughs> let's get into it robert romano while you lay there, hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be, I want you to listen to me. I want you to digest this because before I leave in one and a half hours with your STT championship, I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, Romano. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the emergency room department. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. <laughs> There's only one thing you're at better than I am, and that's having an intimate relationship with helicopters and kissing Donald and Spa's ass. You're as good as kissing and Spa's ass as David Morgenstern was. I don't know if you're as good as Carrie Weaver, though. She's a pretty good ass kisser. Always was and still is. Whoops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best podcaster in the world. I've been the best ever since day one when I walked into this wrap-up. And I've been vilified and hated since that day because Dan Hedaya saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right. I'm a Dan Hedaya guy. You know who else was a Dan Hedaya guy? Mark Green. And he split, just like I'm splitting. But the biggest difference between me and Mark Green is I'm going to leave with that STT championship and I've never humiliated myself at Union Station. <laughs> I've grabbed so many of Danny and STT's imaginary brass rings that's finally dawned on me. They're just that. They're completely imaginary. The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost nine seasons, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that <laughs> ring, and even in Let's Play commentary. Nobody can touch me. Have you even seen the Chronicles of Riddick? And yet, no, how many times I prove it, I'm not on your little collector cups and mugs that you can buy at bonfire.com slash setting the tone pod. I'm not on the cover of the podcast stickers. I'm barely even promoted, even though I get full name dropped at the end of every episode. I don't get to be in movie reviews. I'm certainly not on any crappy TV show on the NBC network. I'm not on the poster of STT Mania. I'm not on the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on legally distinct other dead ER retrospective podcasts. I'm not on Hot Ones. But the fact of the matter is, I should be. And trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that the writers completely give up on Elizabeth Corday after Mark kicks the bucket makes me sick. Oh, God. 
Oh, hey, let me set something straight. Those of you cheering me right now, you're just as big of a part of me leaving as anything else because you're the ones sipping on those collector cups and mugs right now. You're the ones that buy those stickers that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at five in the morning on Discord, you try and shove it in my face that I'm too hard on Luca so you can get an autograph and try and sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to get a real job. I'm leaving with the STT Championship on July 17th. And who knows? Maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Podcasting. Maybe I'll go back to making content. Hey, the popular court, how you doing? (laughs) The reason I'm leaving is you people. Because after I'm gone, you're going to pour money into this podcast at patreon.com slash pod. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel is going to keep turning, and I understand that. The STT crew is going to make money despite themselves. They're millionaires who should be billionaires. You want to know why they're not billionaires? Because you don't subscribe at the high enough tiers at patreon.com slash setting the tone pod, and it makes me sick. But the fact is you're going to go to that fine website and pledge at the $100 a month tier to keep these jamokes going. Let me tell you a story, a personal story about Danny, all right? We do this oh, Alan Wake Let's Play campaign and get through the entire first episode where he's talking over me because he can't hear the audio, and he didn't tell me. Cut off the microphone. Can't cut me off. I am the greatest. Go subscribe at patreon.com slash pod where you too can get excellent content by these jamokes. And me. Setting the Tone Podcast. For... <laughs> Sorry, had to correct. Oh, Jake. Jake, I I love you. Uh, For those of you who couldn't see what we just saw, Jake went above and beyond and had props. He wrapped his arms in tape with the X's on it to be like our favorite, not really, wrestler CM Punk. So just thank you. That was was quite possibly... For for our audience, like for like, let's say I'm gonna say conservatively, one ninety nine percent of our audience, point nine, the most impenetrable fucking <laughs> like <laughs> like three minutes, like that was that's gonna that, make sense to no one. That was outside inside of this, joke, the promo, and I don't even give a shit. That's gonna make sense to not a single person. It was for the but three I of you. Go on. It. Go on YouTube and look up the CM Punk pipe bomb promo from. Yes. I only watched that oh like God. seven times in preparation for that, so we would expect uh, nothing less. But I'm gonna say this: uh, this is I'm gonna take us out on this. This has been the end of the free feed. For those of you who want to hear more of this chaos energy, stay tuned. If you are at the five dollar level or above on Patreon. Otherwise, you can subscribe now and hear the rest of it on the Patreon because, holy shit, it only gets weirder from here. If you thought that was strange, just wait to see what Jake has for the rest of the episode when we let him MC. Horny Force Ghost Mark Green time. Just leave it on that, Daniel. Hey, STT fans, want even more from the Setting the Tone crew? Si, senorita. Then head on over to patreon.com slash setting the tone podcast and become a patron today. You set the tone. You'll get exclusive access to show notes, season recap episodes, bonus video content. No, no, there would have to be more. As well as audio commentaries from movies starring your favorite ER cast members. You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. 
And best of all, you'll be first to gain access to Setting the Tone, The Lounge, the monthly bonus show where you get a peek behind the trauma room curtain and hear the latest and greatest happenings in the lives of the Setting the Tone hosts. That's it. That's all there is to it. So it's a problem. You still here? <laughs> For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support one of your favorite podcasts and get even more great content. It's enough to make even Benton crack a smile. When did it start raining? 